Thank you for joining us for No Laugh Track Podcast. We are here, episode 413. My name's Justin Severson, the host, and uh, we're here at Acme, and I'm talking to Josh Sneed for the first time since... Well, I'm going to tell you, Josh Sneed. Hi, by the way. Hey, man. Good to see you. Uh, yes, it's been... Uh, I haven't said how long it is, but I'm just going to give you... I'm going to read a couple things here to you. So the last time I saw you... <laughs> your flashlight's on on your phone. I it, should just oh. tell you that so that later on you don't <laughs> you don't wonder what happened to your battery. Or Who maybe I just need that... I need the extra lighting. Probably <laughs> that's, that's Acme's fourth spotlight here. <laughs> the last time I saw you, Josh Sneed, oh this day in history, eight female badminton doubles players are, were disqualified from the 2012 Summer Olympics for attempting to manipulate the draw by throwing matches. All right. Yeah. Uh, the typhoon killed 82 people and displaced 150,000 people in the Philippines, Taiwan, and China. But most importantly, August 1st, 2012, was the day you and I recorded episode 10 what? of this podcast. Oh, my gosh. This is episode 413. That's insane. 10. It's insane. I, I don't know what to take away from that. It sounds like a lot of terrible things happened on that day, and maybe <laughs> that's why it's been nine years since you've had me back. <laughs> I'm like, whenever we've had Josh Sneed on, just terrible things happen around the world <laughs> in in badminton. and, uh, keep, and keep an eye out for typhoons, is yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> Well, it's good to be back. Well, no kidding. A lot has happened since then. So 2012, man, my, yeah, that's in, that's wild. So my kid, my first kid was w- just turned one a couple weeks before that. Yeah. And then now here I am with, uh, he'll be 10 in July. My daughter will be five in June. And uh, I've, back then you were like, I'm only having one kid. That's right. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to stay this weight forever. <laughs> and uh, we lied about so many things that day. <laughs> but it's good to it's good to be here. I got to say, I was thinking back, like, where was I in August 2012? Well, for one thing, still married to my first wife. Okay. And, like, I've been married now, what, five or six years now to my second? Congratulations. Have, an, have another kid now? Like, I have two teenagers now? What's that like? Uh... I should start another podcast to talk about that. Really? That's probably enough. Was it, was it uh, so like my son, like I said, he'll be 10 and I can't picture him as a teenager and I don't like the horror stories I've heard. I don't want to know that he's going to like do like a heel turn between now and then. Right. <laughs> Is that what happened? Or uh, you. So you're saying right now he's uh, he's sweet. Yeah. He likes he likes being around me. You complimented me on this hat that says the dark side before yeah. we started. Yep. Don't be surprised if he's wearing this hat as part of the team in a couple of years. He would he would wear it today. We're big Star Wars people. I don't know if you know that <laughs> no, about I do know our that. family. Oh, so yeah. My dad worked for Kenner Toys when I was growing up. So Star Wars is kind of in our DNA. Yes. So like and it, immediately I was like I got to I got to have that. Hat. Yeah, we talked about that in episode 10. Oh my god. We, we did talk about that because uh as a huge Star Wars nerd as well, I, that's like every time I see your name, it's honestly the first thing I think of is that's great. That's the it's not comedy. It's uh, <laughs> that guy loves Star Wars. Uh, when no. I watched the uh, what was it? The, the did you watch the Netflix thing? The toys? Uh, yeah, the toys I got movie? interviewed for that. I didn't what? sort of I sort of got interviewed for it. So um, so the guy who produced that series, Brian, what was it called? Uh, the toys that made us, the toys that made us. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the first episode was star Wars. Yeah. And, um, 
So Brian Volkweiss, who produced that whole scene, he's done amazing stuff. He does a ton of comedy Just specials. Say he produces comedy specials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does the toys that made us, the movies that made us. Um, he he's with Comedy Dynamics. They actually produced my second comedy album, and so when um, when that got announced. Jack Vaughn, who now is at SiriusXM running their comedy division and was at Comedy Dynamics, said, Brian, you have to talk to Josh Sneed about this. So the one of his producers called me. We were on the phone for like two hours. And I'm telling him all my Star Wars stories and all my Kenner toys stories. And he's like, oh, man, you're going to be perfect for this. Um, he's like, I'll let you know when uh, when we're filming here in L.A., and I was like, oh, I was like, I'm, in, I'm actually in Cincinnati. And he's like, shut up. And I was like, yeah, why? And he goes, we just wrapped in Cincinnati last week. He was like, you're a comedian. I just assumed you lived in Los Angeles. Oh, no. And so I just missed getting to be on the show. But uh, a couple buddies of mine are on it. And, I mean, it's amazing. Like, it's absolutely surreal. There's, a, there's actually a book that came out two years ago called Engineering and Empire. And it's all about Kenner employees. And I got interviewed for that book about my dad. So there's, like, a whole chapter about my dad in that book. And I gave him a bunch of photos and stuff that they used for the book. So cool. So remind, remind me, what was your dad's position? He was a model maker. So basically they would give him a blueprint and he would build a working model of the toy that they could then make changes to, like they'd mark it up with a Sharpie, and then they'd modify it. And then those uh, prototypes, well, now they're called prototypes. At, at the time, they were called garbage. That was what my dad would bring home for me to play with because they were like things that I could just beat up in the backyard. Amazing. And now they're worth like more than anything because yeah. they're, they're called first shots. And uh, I have a lot of stories like that about money that would have been that ended up <laughs> just getting destroyed somehow. My favorite one, I don't know if I told this on episode 10, I don't know how many listeners want to go back and, <laughs> and, uh, and research it, but the best one was, um, and we're going to go super nerdy here, which I'm sure you're cool with. Go for it. But Return of the Jedi was initially supposed to be called Revenge of the Jedi, mm -hmm. and it was changed because they felt that revenge wasn't a quality that a Jedi would possess, right? So when you buy a, a figure, it's like the figure and underneath the little plastic bubble on a piece of cardboard with a photo on it. Well, there were sheets of those cardboard photo of, of those cardboard cutouts that just said Revenge of the Jedi that became garbage when they had to change the name of the film. Right. So my dad and most of his coworkers, they're big car guys, worked on cars, restored old cars, that sort of thing. Well, he didn't want to get oil on the garage floor at our house. And so you put down pieces of cardboard when you're changing the oil in your car. So he brought all those home and put those down to use to keep the oil off the floor in our garage. Those, those uncut sheets go for about 25 grand a piece yeah. right now. And I bet, I bet we had eight or nine of them that we went through over time. Uh. But uh, I'm having a hard time breathing right now. Yeah. Yeah. But so I'm still on the road doing stand up every <laughs> checking out these clubs once every nine years. Uh, because uh, you know, we sold off the the <laughs> good news is I'm sure like the article I was reading earlier today about people that invested in Dogecoin at the beginning of the year. You put a thousand dollars in today. You have a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Do you have a hundred thousand dollars? I don't today? have a hundred thousand dollars. I did spend two hundred dollars on 
Is it Dogecoin? I'm really wanting someone to tell me if I'm if I'm saying it. Oh, right. can we? How about Doggy Coin? I don't know which one is it. I don't know because <laughs> every time I think it's Dogecoin, then I see that little dog. I'm like, is it Doggy Coin? Right. But um, I'm just going with what I've heard. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing, but I bought two hundred dollars worth of Dogecoin when it was at eight cents. Whoa! Yeah. So it's it, as of today. What's the math on that? Right now, it's worth sixteen hundred dollars. Nice. And, um, you know, hopefully it get, keeps going. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to do with it if I keep it other than sell it at some point. I don't understand any of it. My friend was trying to explain it to me. He's like, well, it's blockchain, and that's why video card prices are so high is because people are just mining. I'm like, I'm out. Just <laughs> just tell me when to buy and when to sell. What I just saw today, somebody uh, there was a Major League Baseball team selling sweet tickets with – for, uh, you could use crypto to buy tickets now. Really? So on my T-shirt websites, actually, right before I came over here, we started looking at how to accept uh, cryptocurrency as payment for our, for our T-shirts. No kidding. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I'm going to do when I get back to the hotel is figure out how to accept Dogecoin as a method of payment on our websites. So I, we got to talk about your comedy. I watched the show last night. I still want to talk about that. I want to uh, talk about what you, what you just mentioned, the Cincy shirts, the company as okay. well. But I want to one more thing about Star Wars. Yeah. The other night, uh, Tuesday night, it, you know, or Tuesday was that whole May the, May the 4th, 4th, right? Yep. Uh, and I, so we went and did some trivia at a place, and there was one question about May the 4th. So I'm going to hit okay. you up with it here. Oh, right? God. All yeah. right. Who is the, do you know the first person to say, may the force be with you in Star Wars? Uh, was it Princess Leia? Uh, no. And if you would have been on my trivia team, that's the answer I put, said, and we both would have got it wrong. Was it the admiral, the the general guy that was talking to all the pilots as, the, as he was sending them off to the Death Star run? Yes. It's Admiral... Dodonna? D- yes. Yes! Yeah. Good job! I'm such a nerd, you guys. Look at that! <laughs> the, who was second, then? Uh, tick, may the Force be with you. Tick, tick. The second... Was it in the same movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man. Nothing but Star Wars. If the, that's Nothing towards the end, so... I, yes, it I don't is. know. Star Wars. Was it Luke? No, Han Solo. Where did he say it? When they're when they're all about to shove off on the. Uh... Oh, when he when they think he's leaving. Yes. Uh huh. So they say it twice that in that quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I know like like Obi Wan is the Force will be with you. There's a lot of variations. Yes. But I know Princess Leia says it at some point. I think maybe in Empire. I when she's so talking to uh, when they're about to get attacked on Hoth, yeah, I think she says it before everybody hops in their snow speeders. So do you? Uh, then my final. This thing- is like the greatest day of my life. I wish I could just stay here and talk like this all day. This is my final thing. Okay. Do you embrace this whole "May the Fourth be with you" thing? Because it wasn't around when we were kids. I do. You do. I do. Um, it's. Uh, I'll tell you why. Is because um, when we weren't getting new Star Wars, it was like a way to to like celebrate star wars sure it's like a little bit of it now has kind of been diminished even though it's like a a day circle on the calendar um because you know you're getting new star wars stuff whether it's like toys or you know this year is programming so the bad batch on disney plus which is very cool i know it's a cartoon but it's 
very well done. The same guy who does Mandalorian started all those animated series, and they're they're really cool. I watched the new uh, Simpsons Star Wars mat, uh, mashup. Oh, I haven't seen Tuesday. it yet. I saw it. The it with it's got Maggie on it, right? It's really good. Yeah, it's, I want to check like it out. It's like three minutes long. It's really good. All of those, like the robot chicken and the Family Guy, like all the Star Wars parodies. Like I'm here for all uh-huh. of it. Yeah, um, highly recommend the Simpsons. Thing. I just can't get enough of it. Like that's the thing, you know. People complain about like the new movies or the prequels or whatever, and I'm just like, to me, it's like pizza or sex. It's like I'll take <laughs> bad Star Wars over no Star Wars. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But the new stuff is, I don't know. I just feel like it's in really good hands now with John Favreau and Dave oh. Filoni, and like I'm, I'm like really dug into the autograph community, which is. I know it sounds extra nerdy. It but, is. Uh, I, uh, now, now you even keep <clears throat> my interest more. So I'm one of the moderators for this. It's called the Star Wars Autograph Universe. It's a group of like 10,000 people on Facebook. But we do private signings with, um, well, we just we just wrapped one up with uh, Diego Luna from Rogue One. We've done them with Harrison Ford. We have Natalie Portman coming this summer, Chris Helmsworth. Uh, he's not Star Wars, but we're knocking him out with Natalie Portman. Um, Pedro Pascal, all the Mandalorian cast. And it's really fun because, you know, I used to collect the toys, obviously, as a kid, and that stuff just takes up so much room. But with the autographs, it's it's an investment, but it's also much easier to display them on the walls and keep books of them and, you know, and the interactions that we've had meeting these people. And it becomes like fun little projects for me to have like a poster where I want to get like the whole cast sign on it. So I get this person here and this person there. And then eventually you've got this like beautiful thing to frame for your house that nobody else has. So it's, it's really fun. Can, uh, is there somewhere I can go online and see pictures of your, uh, I don't know what you call it. Your wherever, wherever you display everything. So if you're on Facebook or Instagram, um, just look up. It's, we call it SWAU for short. Cause we've, cha- we've shortened it. It's S W A U star Wars autograph universe, but S W A U.com. You can go there and see a lot of people's collections and all the stuff that we sell, the people who we have upcoming signings with. So if you, you can buy stuff from us, like fo- like amazing photos to get signed, or you can send your own items. in. so people send in like lightsabers and blasters and helmets and, you know, like some of the stuff that people have would just absolutely blow your mind. And and our Facebook page specifically showcases like collections of people all over the world. And it's like it's incredible. It, like even if you're not a Star Wars fan, you will appreciate yeah, yeah. the effort and time that people put into some of these items that they have signed by some of them. Hundreds of people. Wow. I'm uh, I'm the level of Star Wars nerd where I uh, one of the ha- I follow some hashtags on mm-hmm. Instagram. And one of them is Star Wars Collection, Star Wars Collector. Yeah, just so I can see people's stuff. So in uh, and I'll I'll end my Star Wars talk with this. Unless you want to keep going, I could be here all day. We could <laughs> we could go ahead and film the episode. You could air in nine years. Um, <laughs> well, uh, the two of the there in the toys that made us the um, there's a couple brothers that uh, they live in Cincinnati. They're good friends of mine, and they have maybe the most amazing Star Wars collection that you've ever seen. Okay. And uh ironically but also on purpose, it's in their parents' basement. <laughs> uh they don't they don't live there anymore, but they turned their parents' basement into their mini museum. Awesome. And they have they have just wild, wild things like prototypes and 
you know, toys that came out in other countries and um, stuff you've never even heard of before. So what's the favorite? Th- I'm not going to say your ask about your most valuable because I, I, I want to know what's your favorite in your collection. Well, I don't have many toys. I sold my toys. How about signatures? Uh, signatures. I actually just got it back. Um, it's probably the one that's worth the most, but for me, it just holds the most memories. See? So there's a there's a um, a shot from uh, Rolling Stone. They did it for all three of the first movies. They did one for um, A New Hope, and it's the main four: uh, Han, Luke, Leia, and Chewie in like this pose and i have i have that image in a big 16 by 20 signed by all four and then i have the empire strikes back which is my favorite movie and they're all in their hoth gear signed by all four and then i have the return of the jedi and it's actually an indoor so it's it's han luke leia chewie r2d2 and c3po and it's signed by all of them all in gold in this like 16 by 20 and it's like pristine. And of course now with like Leia and Chewie and R2 yeah. passing, mm-hmm. you know, it's it just the value is skyrocketed. But for me personally, and I think probably why a lot of people love star Wars so much that are our age and why it's not like we're giant nerds, is, but it's because those movies are tied to moments in our life that when you see it, it like instantly takes you back to being a child. And so I have so many memories that are like tied to those images. So I think that's why those are my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that so much. Oh man, I love that so much. All right. We'll be right back. And this break is brought to you by (laughs) R2D2. Uh, Let's briefly talk about your, you have the logo of your company, Cincy Shirts. When you were here for episode 10, that was in existence. We did talk about it a little bit. It's way bigger now, obviously. You it's didn't, insane. You have a real like brick and mortar store now. We correct? have two of them. Two of them. We had three. One was not great. It was just not a great location for us. So we used COVID as an excuse to shut it down. But uh, we have two brick and mortar stores. So the last time I was here, 2012 we didn't have our first store yet we were just a we were just a website yeah. that had just gotten started so now we have two stores we have a warehouse that we print and ship out of all of our own we used to outsource that the last time i was here and it was just me and my business partner back then and now we have 24 employees wow. and then we also have uh because Cincy shirts did so well and, and no people watching that aren't from Cincinnati, it's like brands and businesses and nightclubs and restaurants that everyone that's from Cincinnati remembered growing up, but they're like long gone, which just translates to the trademark expired and we're able to print it without having to pay a royalty to anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when we saw how popular that was with Cincinnati, we're like, well, this could work in a lot of cities where people like, live their whole life, you know? Um, so we started a website called old school com, which is the same thing, but like you could go to like Minneapolis or, um, you know, Louisville or St. Louis. So we do the research on what were the old brands and businesses from those cities. And we look up like defunct sports leagues, you know, um, Oh, I love that. stuff. like ABA and, you know, in arena football, like that. Kind I was of stuff. this close to buying a t-shirt for the Minnesota blue ox a few weeks ago. That was a roller hockey team. I'll have to look and see if we have that. 
I, I don't know that we have that one, but we have some really cool Minnesota, Minneapolis stuff. Yeah. So I, I want to show it to you and see how much of it you remember. Yeah. But old school shirts has done very well. And, and then we've gotten a couple like really just cool licenses. Like we have like a evil Knievel license. So we have these like really cool retro evil Knievel designs. And then that led to us getting licensing from major league baseball, uh, players association where we could do current MLB players. Cause we have a bunch of like old retired players. Yeah. So now we can do all the current ones. Same for MLS soccer and NCAA. So then we launched last year, which is a great year to launch a website for <laughs> sports in a year where they don't play sports. Uh, it's called in the clutch.com. Okay. So it's a lot. It's, it's got our old school stuff, but uh, old school sports stuff, but it focuses mostly on current professional athletes and, and professional wrestlers. So, oh um, so it's really fun to see like, what what started as like a local love for vintage t-shirts grow to like now we're doing that for other cities and we're doing it like see like MLB players wearing our shirts when they do interviews on MLB network and it's like crazy to wrap my head around it but so cool we do we do the shirts for um some cast members on the Mandalorian so like they um they they got a hold of some of the shirts that we did for our autograph club when we were doing signings and they said could you do one of those for for us and so like um pedro pascal he's the voice of the mandalorian and people know him from like narcos and game of thrones and stuff but most of the time in the suit is two people there's a guy named latif crowder who is a martial arts guy he's been in a ton of movies you've seen uh, so he does a lot of the like fighting scenes, hand to hand combat. And then the rest of the time is a guy named Brendan Wayne, who is John Wayne's grandson. And he he has the walk down and he has the like gun, you know, like gunslinger like no skills. Way. So um, so when we do these autograph signings, we have those guys in it, too. So, like, if you have a picture of the Mandalorian, it's signed by the voice, Pedro Pascal, and then the two guys that are in the suit. Well, Brendan Wayne was like, I'd really love to give the cast and crew a gift. Could you come up with a T-shirt for me? So we did this really cool design of the Mandalorian body, but he's got a cowboy hat on, like like John Wayne. That's and it's just silhouette in front of a sun. It's so cool. But, like, we sent him 200 of those shirts, and he passed it out to the cast and crew. So now we're, like, doing shirts for the makeup department that has their Boba Fett Mandalorian logo on it. And it's just, like, like I can't even wrap my head around that, like, the guy who's wearing the Mandalorian suit is, like, messaging me on Instagram on where to send the shirts that I printed. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff is not it's not lost on me. Like I don't, I'm not still a little kid. Like I, I that happens. And I think it's as cool as anything. Good. It's not it like, is. Oh, it's just, you know, everyday thing. Like I'm still like, I hang up the phone. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> Hell yeah. I can't, you know, like, I don't know. I always want that stuff to feel cool to me. Hell yeah. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Wow. Um, are you going to do something for, they're already working on another season of that, aren't they? They're wrapping season three next week. So, um, I 
we just I just got off the phone to make sure that his shirts were getting shipped out today, and we did another. Are you uh, like sending him to Tunisia or where the hell they no, film that? No, no, we send him to his house. <laughs> Most of the Mandalorian stuff is filmed in the. So on Disney Plus, God, I feel like I'm such a nerd. Um, on Disney Plus, there's a really cool behind the scenes oh, I uh, yeah, right. series about the Mandalorian, and they talk about this amazing soundstage they've created, where it's it's almost 360 degrees of like you know 8k video oh, that's, yeah i saw this yeah so they can film they can make it look like anything yeah and they can film it quicker because they don't have to go to a bunch of different locations or worry about weather or yeah. anything like that it's it's that series is incredible i cannot recommend it enough to people because each episode is about one episode's about the actors one's about the directors one's about the music uh-huh. and one's all about the special effects and and the stuff that they're doing is absolutely insane the last week of comedy i did before the shutdown i was in san francisco at the punchline and um my friends from la came up who are in this autograph group and they arranged for us to take a tour of the original ILM studios right outside San Francisco. And so like we got to, we got a tour from one of the guys who worked on the, the original trilogy, like showing us like, yeah, this is where we filmed the death star run and we were blowing stuff up in the parking lot. And it's just like, like that stuff will always be cool to me. None of it, you know, I, I don't know. I talked to friends of mine who have like really, famous friends and they're just like yeah just hanging out no big deal and i'm like that that would never not be cool to me Mm -hmm. i like that yeah i agree i completely agree i'd be the exact same way we need to talk about your comedy since that is why you were here (laughs) why you are here in minneapolis at acme okay did a show last night got shows throughout the weekend i watched uh via youtube last night oh really youtube stream yeah very slick uh it's it feels good man you know, it's um, like I'm not going to lie, like the break of the last year was really good for me. Um, just, you know, I'm I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I have like the T-shirt company. And then um, also since the last time I've been here, I started doing social media for some brands. So Airheads Candy. I don't know if you're familiar with Airheads. Yeah. And Mentos. Yeah. I I do their social media and what? no one knows it's me. But they're based out of Cincinnati and eight what? eight years ago they said, you know, we're tired of our social media just looking like a magazine ad. You know, we want it to be like interactive and playful. And we thought, how cool would it be if a comedian ran our social media? Sure. Well, I mean, it makes complete sense. It, it does, especially for those brands because they're playful brands, you know. And so... um they were like the the girl was like I'm familiar with your t-shirt company and I like how you guys do your social media and my husband's a fan of your stand up and so you're local you're the first person we called do you want to do you want to give it a shot and this was for airheads and I was like yeah that sounds fun and so I started uh I started doing it and I had I had success with it you know and I'm very proud of the way that it looks if you go to the Twitter account for airheads or mentos you'll see it's back and forth with people it's not just like always just trying to sell product yeah i try to be funny and has um, there been any controversy there hasn't really been controversy um there's been some really cool things that have come from it like um alvin Kamara. i don't know if you're familiar with him or not he's the running back for the saints um big airheads fan like was his favorite 
candy as a kid. Uh-huh. Um, somehow I found out about that when he uh, got drafted by the Saints from Tennessee. And uh, and I offered to send him a care package. I was like, hey, uh, congrats on getting selected in the third round. If you'd like some airheads, uh, we'd be happy to send them to you. We know you, we know you like them. And this was in May when the draft happened. Never heard a word. Um, and then about three or four weeks into the season, somehow he must have seen the tweet. He's like, I don't know how I missed this, but I would love some airheads. And uh, Mark Ingram, who played for the Saints at the time and was a much, much more popular player because he was the Heisman Trophy winner. And he was like, yeah, send me some Airheads bites, too. So I told the brand, I was like, let's hook these guys up. Like normally I would in a private message, I would ask for their home address and I'd send them a nice little box of product. And I was like, we should hook these guys up. So instead, we sent a pallet of candy to the Saints oh my goodness. Uh, facility. Uh huh. And said, these are for Alvin to give out to the rest of the team as he sees fit. And so he started tweeting pictures of he he set them up around him in a chair to make it look like he was sitting on a throne of airheads. And uh, he's, you know, uh, <laughs> a couple weeks later, you know, the Saints beat writer is like, the best thing I saw today was Alvin Kamara passing out airheads to his linemen after he scored a touchdown, thanking them for blocking for him. And so it slowly started to build and he kind of became, you know, Marshawn Lynch was synonymous with Skittles. Skittles yeah. And so he kind of became our Marshawn Lynch. And so fast forward, you know, he ends up winning offensive rookie of the year. Um, He's now a paid endorser of Airheads. He has his own Airheads flavor. What? And like all of this started because of a tweet that I sent him randomly the night he got drafted by the Saints. And so it's like it's just so funny to see now like what that one tweet has turned into. But I'm very proud of it because it's like it shows the brand that there's like value in what I do. Absolutely. What's Halloween like at your house? Um, well, do, do people get like handfuls or what they used to because, and this is, this is going way too deep into this, but <laughs> Facebook changed, you know, there was a time where if you had a Facebook page, you could post something and everyone who liked your page would see it. And then eventually Facebook was like, we aren't making money doing this. So we'll show it to this much of the mm-hmm. people who like it. And if you want to pay, then we'll show it to everybody else. Yeah. Well, when that changed airheads, quit wanting to post so often on Facebook. But for a while I was, I was posting something like every day or every other day. So because I had to always take pictures of it, they sent a case of every flavor of every product to my house, airheads and Mentos. That's why I gained so much weight since the last time I was here. It's probably 40 pounds of it were airheads and Mentos because it was like this far away from me every day. In my house, but for a while, yes, my house was a candy. It looked like a candy store because I had product everywhere. And finally, I was like, I got to put this stuff in the basement because I will eat all of it. <laughs> it's like when they have those days where people turn in their old drugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've I have always had a sweet tooth, which is probably why I excel at this position. But um, I think a real turning point for me was when I was featuring uh, for Billy Gardell in uh houston one week we went to the grocery store at the beginning of the week to have some stuff where we were staying and he looked at me when i was checking out and he said 
you shop like a high six-year-old. And <laughs> and when the guy who plays a fat guy on the show about a fat guy tells you that your eating habits are uh, <laughs> that bad, <laughs> it's a real look in the mirror moment for you. And so uh, so I've I've tried to curb it a little bit. But I mean, last night's a perfect example. I come to this club this like one of the top clubs in the country with this amazing restaurant. They put down a menu that includes like salmon and steak. And I was like, I'll mm-hmm. take the grilled cheese and French fries. No, no. Because I'm a giant child and it was delicious. And I couldn't have been happier about it. It was like, if you had just given me something to color, my whole <laughs> night would have been complete. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm just so, I'm so simple. Like, just give me my video games, my star Wars and something sweet or fried. And I'm a happy guy. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You said you were playing video games before you came here. I played some video games this week for the first time in a little while, too. I got into the Minnesota Wild are having such a good year. I buy the uh, EA Sports NHL game. Yeah. I have them going back to the 90s, you know? I have nearly every year from PS2, PS3, PS4. I don't have a PS5 yet. Uh, I hadn't bought this year's game. I just finally did uh, Sunday. Yeah. I've been playing it. of course, well worth it. It's, it's great, already down right? to twenty five bucks to buy, but well worth it. Love it. Yeah, when you think about it, like the, the v- amount of money it costs to buy a game and how many hours you get out of it versus like the cost of a movie or a or a nice meal somewhere, like it's such a great value. And I was, um, it was actually right before COVID, um, but COVID certainly helps. I was just, I found myself up at night playing video games like every night that I was home. Because my routine was I never wanted it to interfere with, like, hanging out with the wife and kids. So I just kind of made a deal that, Uh like, I'm a night owl anyway. So once everyone's asleep, then I go to my man cave and I play video games. And I have the same group of friends that I play with. You know, a couple are uh, comedians, but most aren't. But they're funny and very good friends of mine that are in Texas and Nashville and whatnot. And so our conversations are so funny because it's, it's a release for all of us. So we're all talking about the same things, whether it's work or marriage or kids or whatever. And so I kind of got to thinking like, I bet people would like to be a fly on the wall for these conversations. So I started streaming and I started out on Twitch, but then I went to Facebook and then it was just sort of randomly once in a while, you know, uh, when I was, when I would be home and I had my little setup in the basement, I'd fire up the stream and it sort of became like a live podcast where it's like people could just listen to us talking and hopefully enjoy the conversation. They could watch the video game that we're playing or they could ask a question. And a lot of times I would see like comedy fans come in and ask questions about stand up or comedians I've worked with or whatever the case was. Yeah. But as a whole package, it was fun and I was enjoying doing it cause I was already down there playing video games anyway. So it wasn't anything to just fire up the stream. Well with COVID and being home all the time, I really ramped it up. So now I, I am on there all the time. Oh, so I'm really? on Facebook almost every night streaming, playing video games, no shit. answering questions about comedy, telling stories. How do people find just on your Facebook page? It's, thing? it's Ohio Joker. I created a new page cause I didn't want to do it from comedy mostly because, uh, I've gained a lot of fans from my dry bar, which is squeaky clean. And I'm pretty clean on my social media anyway, 
my friends that I play video games with, uh, <laughs> they they do not have the filter. So I thought, you know, they don't have dry bar specials. That's right. Uh, so I've I felt like if it was gonna ever become a thing, it was worth just creating a separate page for sure. the video game stuff, so that I didn't. Um, turn off any fans of just the comedy. There you go. So it's Ohio Joker okay. is my gaming handle. But on Facebook, if if anybody wants to look for Ohio Joker Gaming, that's where I stream from most nights. And come in and hang out and just ask questions about comedy. You don't have to like video games uh, to just come hang out. And I usually do it for a couple hours most most nights of the week that I'm not on Clubhouse. Nice. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna check that out. I. Uh, I made the deal like when I brought the game home earlier this week. My wife's like, "Well, you know, you're not going to play that until you know we go to bed." Or, yeah, me and your daughter. I'm like, "Well, of course, yeah, no, I'm like just what you said. I'm like, I'm totally fine with that." I was like, "But there's going to be like 45 minutes of of uh, updates before I can I just put that in now yeah. and then just lock away, hang out, and yeah, later. That's fine. My son loves <laughs> it because um, he's he, you know he's nine. He's like he's got his PlayStation in his in the in their playroom and so uh he knows that i get it right he doesn't have to ever convince me to like let the playstation turn on because there's probably going to be a Fortnite update you know uh-huh. um uh-huh. but it's uh it's it's fun and now like now that he's playing video games and i don't have to let him win anymore right like, it's a it's a fun age for me as like as like a dad to here let me show you how to really play rocket league yeah you know? right and he's like, what? I can't believe you know how to do all this stuff. Or I take the controller from him in Fortnite. He's like, Dad, you got to build. I'm like, I'm not building. I'm out on the on the building. Right. I'll I'll shoot somebody across the map for you, but I'm not building. I've stared at that scratch in my head, too. Like, I don't get it. I told him. He was like, Dad, why can't you just learn how to do it? I was like, Dean, I could go to Lowe's and buy materials and come back here and actually build a wall quicker than figuring out how to do it in this stupid video (laughs) game like i'm just gonna shoot people and then if i die i die with these awful graphics and then he's just like and there's like a castle around him and i'm just like (laughs) all right well that'll just be your thing i I just dug a hole through the other side of the game (laughs) that's right yeah is that fun yes okay he's got the vr have you done the vr stuff a tiny bit I say he's got it. I bought him the VR, and it's so you can play with. Yeah, <laughs> he, mm-hmm. does, he doesn't have a source of income to go out <laughs> and, and get a PSVR, but it's incredible. Like I can't wait for that stuff to really go to next generation. Someday, don't you think we'll have it on our phones? It'll just be like a little adapter, and we'll just be like, this. yeah, you'll never leave the house. Okay, yeah, I'm in. I I mean it's it's wild to think about, but uh, it's it's pretty insane there's a place in uh they have a couple locations i did it in orlando it's called the void i don't know if you guys have one in minneapolis or not but it's like highest level vr and they have a star wars one and it's like you put this thing on and it's like it goes over your chest and everything and it it is like you are there (laughs) like you look down and your hands look like you look like a stormtrooper and then you like it'll say like grab a gun and it'll be like you reach out and there'll be a gun there and then you're holding it and it, you look down and it looks like a blaster yeah. and then you fire and it has like this vibration and you know you walk out the door and there's lava and there's like this heat wave that hits you it's crazy why did you leave i didn't <laughs> want to they made me um 
I was just like, can I just like live here and there, you know, but it's, it'd be pretty expensive rent I think, to just, <laughs> to just keep coming back in a loop. But, but you play that and you're just like, it's, it can't be that far off before you could have this at your house. Yeah. And then uh, the stuff you could do with it. Uh-huh. Sky's the limit. Uh, let's do this again quicker than nine years. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't wait uh, to come back uh, on episode 786. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to That's it. That's right. So I'm happy to be. That was in the top 10. I just cracked the top 10 of, uh-huh. of the original 10 episodes. Uh-huh. So, um, dude, I'll come back anytime you'll have me. Absolutely. And let's, I appreciate you having me today. Yep. Yeah, let's do it. And then uh, there are still some tickets left here for the weekend. So snap them up. Well, yeah. can. come on out and um and i i look a lot better when i'm standing this is not a flattering <laughs> if you i i have i probably look like job of the hut from that camera back there just <laughs> the profile shot is not flattering on me but standing up princess leia in a bikini that's right i know exactly my the lines of sight um <laughs> we do charge a little more for these seats on the side but uh it's worth it thank you <laughs>